Welcome back to Conversations for the Good. Good morning, Dr. Jane. Good morning, Anna. How are you? I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm doing well. It's good to be together again. It is. We're really moving along and building awareness skills. Present moment awareness at, with focused attention, sustaining and exploring what we're attending to, and learning to disengage and re-engage at will. And our last conversation, the sensing into the body, which I love, really pulled it all together in a doable practice, the body scan. Yes, Anna, you know that the, the body scan is the central practice in any awareness training. You know, it's, it's because the sensations of the body offer us an opportunity not just to befriend the body again, but also to gain confidence in its ability to help us sort out kind of the what's and the why's of our reactivity, you know, and it's also, it, it provides a place to land along with our breath when we're choosing to disengage from a thought stream that is unpleasant or reactive, you know, that's that part of the mind that runs 24-7, that train that we talk about. And we're developing the observer self position in our consciousness merely by tuning into the breath and the body in the body scan and witnessing the sensations, the thoughts, the feelings as they arise. So we're not using logic or reason with the body scan. We're really investigating what's happening through our physiology. We're off the train, we've stepped back from the tracks, and yet the train is still in full view. Yeah, well, that, that is a great point that you brought up about we're not using logic and reason to investigate our thoughts. I can be off the train in my body's sensations and yet still know what's on the train. Well, that's right. And as we shift our attention into the sequence of the body scan from one body part to the other, we're pulled by our thoughts unfolding. You know, we're pulled by this, this sometimes it's, it's um, kind of a crazy random shift of bursts of activities or memories or ideas or um, a multitude of other kinds of poles that really have a spiraling off in endless directions. And as stress uh, and reactivity become more uh, pronounced, more obvious, the thoughts can also become really kind of harsh and intrusive. And we begin to feel ourselves pulled into the drama. It's very, very compelling, very seductive, kind of pulled into the thought stream. And it can be difficult to maintain that, that neutral position of the observer self. So as we become more confident and competent in anchoring the breath in the body, we can not only have a place to stand so we don't get pulled into the drama, but we can also begin to depict kind of what's going on behind the scenes, really kind of being able to kind of peel it back and see the beliefs and the ideas that keep us pulled in. Things like the, the shoulds that we've talked about in the past, you know, they're all part of this emotional mix of what we're experiencing. And we're all attached to what I call, you know, shoulds, oughts, oughts or musts. You know, things like, you know, um, um, I must never let them down. Yeah, oh my, I'm very familiar with the shoulds, oughts, and musts. Um, you know, I must never fail. I should be more productive, be the strong one. Everyone's <laughs> counting on me. I'm very familiar, Dr. Jane. <laughs> you know, and Anna, they're part of our, our identity. We really become attached to them. You know, and so it's, it's, we begin to believe that it's who we are. And 
So often it's a key to the various parts of our stress because they're not only the um, uh, symptoms of stress, but they're also a way that we perpetuate our stress. Yeah, yeah, I feel the weariness just thinking about how this runs much of my life. Mm-hmm. And the interesting piece is that if we can observe these thoughts more closely, you know, as part of our developing awareness, we're able to see them as symptoms of our stress and exhaustion. And then we can move away from them in a way that we can hold them, you know, something less than facts, that we can see that it isn't really who I am, that, that I can move away at will. And this allows us to make a conscious choice about them. You know, I can say, do I need to continue to do this as, you know, in this way? Um, maybe there's another way that I could, could be operating that would be less stressful. You know, um, is there another option that I can move into that would allow me to have greater quality of life or be more nourishing? You know, but I have to be able to move more closely to the thought stream and what's going on in order to do this. Dr. Jane, can we land with our attention in our breath and body, get distracted by thoughts, and then come back to the breath and body and the mind? And at the same time, the train, I know, keeps going on. So how do we take this closer look at the thoughts without being pulled down the track with the train? Well, Anna, this is really the next step in developing the awareness um, because it's about becoming well-acquainted with the thought patterns by witnessing them from this observer self position. So this skill allows us to to really drop in in a deeper sense of of who we are, deeper sense of myself. And it requires that I anchor in the breath and the body, the the breath as it moves, you know, the in-breath and the out-breath and the sensations of the body as I'm watching the thoughts. And as noted before, the thought stream is often random and spontaneous. You know, I have no control over that. None of us do. What shows up is just, it's like, where did that come from? What we do have control over is what we do next or how I respond to the thought stream or the thoughts that do show up. So, you know, in awareness training, you know, um, any awareness training, really, you know, even the, the um, you know, the one that, that is most prominent right now in our culture is the mindfulness training. You know, the thought stream is often compared to sounds, you know, because we're surrounded by a soundscape, just like we're surrounded by the thought stream, you know, and we have little or no control over the sounds, the, the uh, soundscape. So it, it provides this opportunity that like the thoughts that we can observe it. And it's interesting with the soundscape, you know, that even in what we would consider kind of silence or quietude, there are often still subtle sounds that are registered. And the practice practice of listening into the sounds, you know, moves our awareness more deeply into an investigation. So we're able to pick up things like not just the volume of it, but the pitch, the tone, all kinds of nuances, the cadence, um, sounds within sounds the space where sounds, you know, uh, are seemingly coming out of, and the space between sounds. So it's an interesting mix. And then we take the sounds and we receive them, noticing how, as as we're registering the sounds, how our mind wants to come in. It's really very compelling because our mind wants to come in and add some meaning or judgment or label or whatever because the mind is always available to show up 
<laughs> and lend a hand in creating a story. So we start with tracking our experience with sounds, then thoughts. That's right. That's right. We turn our attention to the thought stream after we've done the sounds. And we begin to realize that they're very much alike. They seem to appear out of seemingly nowhere. And then all of a sudden, the mind is off and running, linking them to past, to memories, to unfinished business or the future. You know, there's an infinite um, amount of imaginal possibilities that can be pulled in. And along with this, there are all the emotions that tend to be triggered. You know, so we have this mix of the good, the bad, and the ugly out of something that really was kind of a neutral experience initially. And the practice cultivates, comparing the thoughts and the sounds, really cultivates an awareness of the patterns, the thought patterns. First starting with the sounds and then moving to the thoughts, solely the thoughts, you know, provides us a direct experience of watching really seeing what's arising spontaneously and how the mind weaves these fictitious stories. So really, the body scan offers us this possibility of awareness um, into how we can make a choice. You know, do we want to react to this? How do we want to respond to it? Maybe we don't want to respond or react to it. Maybe we just want to let it pass by. But we have a better chance of seeing it for what it is, that it's not a fact, it's not who I am, it's merely a mental event that is moving through our consciousness. And this allows conscious choice. And conscious choice also offers us greater control in our lives. Well, I think most of us would like better control of our lives. So I'm curious, uh, let's try it. Well, good, let's do that. So first, um, whenever we start any practice, I, I usually suggest that initially when we're learning how to do it, that we find a, a quiet place without distractions, that we find a comfortable position, either sitting or lying down. It's important that we have a straight spine for sitting, that we have what, what um, is often referred to as a dignified posture, okay, that's supporting us. It's also important not to cross the arms or the legs. And then we move into our breath. Our, all of our attention goes to the breath. And as we've done before in the one-pointed awareness and the focused attention, we're moving into the sensations of the in-breath and the out-breath, leaving our nose. Sensations of the nostrils as we take in the breath and release the breath. Sensations from the nostrils across the upper lip. Thoughts might want to enter in. We just notice that and come back to focusing on the in-breath and the out-breath. The intake and release of the breath from the nose. Also feeling it from the nose across the upper lip. And just really dropping into the sensations, leaning into the sensations. And now expanding ever so slightly. Sense into the response of the body to the in-breath and out-breath, particularly the movements of the chest and the diaphragm with each in-breath and out-breath. 
subtle movement. Very subtle. And now expanding on the next breath and moving our attention to the bottoms of the feet. And remember, we're not thinking about the feet, but we're feeling the sensations. Contact of socks, shoes, solidness of the floor. Just registering the sensations, the contact. And now moving our attention up the body paying attention to the sensations of contact to the surface of the skin and the body and any internal sensations that may arise. Noticing the legs to the hips. Noticing contact of furniture, the floor, clothing. taking in the trunk of the body, our limbs, arms, hands, any contact, any sensations to the surface or internal sensations. Sensations of the neck, all sides of the head, all the way to the top of the head. And then moving in a scan from the top of the head to the bottoms of the feet again. Breathing now with the wholeness of the body. Thoughts may come in, just notice that and come back to breathing with the body in its totality. And now open your attention to sounds. Sounds in front of you, sounds behind you above and below. Notice the rhythm. Notice the pitch of the sounds. Notice how the mind wants to label the sounds and as best you can. Move into just the raw experience of the sound. Let the sounds come to you some loud, some more subtle. Noticing the space from which the sounds arise, just be open and curious. Notice the space between sounds. And now let the sounds fade into the background and we're moving our attention to thoughts. Allowing the thoughts to be just as they are, just as they show up. Lists, commentary, criticisms, thoughts, things that you're doing, going to do, past events, future. They might be attached to worry or anger or sadness, happiness, just let the thoughts come and go just as you did with the sounds, just as they show up. And you can imagine them kind of, a, kind of like a, a parade going by or that you're sitting 
at the window of a bus watching the scenery go by. Or the thoughts can be like clouds moving across the sky of the mind. Just observe the thoughts. Notice how the mind wants to weave in memories, interpretations, meanings. And as best you can, just stay with the thoughts. Just continue to see the thoughts in their raw form, like the sounds. Just mental events, lingering for a moment and then moving by. And notice any emotions that accompany the thoughts. Just be open to anything and all that shows up. And if you begin to become entangled in the stories or the emotions being created, just remember that you can always come back to the breath and the sensations of the body. Just let yourself be in the observer self. And now moving back into the sensations of the body. And then moving back to the focus of the breath, entering and leaving the nose and feeling the sensations from the nose across the upper lip. And when you're ready, you can come back together. Just blink your eyes open. How about that? I needed that this morning. <laughs> wow. My mind was really busy during this practice. Well, there, there's a lot to focus on. I mean, we're shifting our attention uh, between the sounds and the thoughts. We're exploring the experience. You know, hopefully the similarity between thoughts and sounds you know, arising becomes more obvious. Um, and it's, it's just also about, you know, as those thoughts and sounds arise, to really notice how the mind wants to get real, real busy and weave stories and criticisms and, and judgments. So there's a, lot to, there's a lot to experience in this. You know, and we want to expand our, our awareness so that all the dimensions of our experience can be held in kind of a, a space of without judgment so we can kind of delve in and investigate with kindness and curiosity yeah i want to let the viewers know too that this practice is on a separate video that will take them directly to uh, the technique itself so oh that's great anna it's also noteworthy uh, that while we've discussed learning these kind of techniques in a, a formal sitting or setting and sitting of lying down or uh, sitting up, you know, with a uh, dignified posture, uh, that it's important to make these techniques our own, that we find opportunities to practice them at other times, kind of weaving it throughout the day. Um, so, you know, it's, it's about finding moments where we can tune in, where we can, you know, land in our, our bodies, 
where we can, uh, with a mini scan or a three-minute breathing space, that we can really kind of turn toward noticing, you know, the thoughts and the feelings as we're experiencing them and noticing what our body's experiencing and tracking the unfolding patterns really kind of from a neutral stance, you know, oh, wow, how about that? That's what's going on in here. Oh my gosh, I'm still trying to get the last word in that discussion that I had yesterday. You know, and noticing how the body feels with that and where the reactivity is most pronounced in the body. You know, because if it starts to take over, then what I want to do is I want to come back solely to my breath, solely to the sensations, you know, and only resume investigating once I'm kind of anchored in that position so that I can really be the observer. So I'm not being pulled back into the drama. Yeah. Dr. Jane, I don't always catch my patterns. You know, some, some are really obvious, others not so much, but I know they're there. Well, this is true for all of us, Anna. You know, the, the patterns can be very, very subtle. I very often, you know, um, experience them kind of as kind of white noise playing um, unchecked in the background, barely perceptible, you know, and yet they're believable and my body is picking them up and reacting to them. So uh, this is why the practice of watching the thoughts is such an important essential component to understanding ourselves and our motives so that we can live really more consciously, more responsibly, you know, really more um, committed to doing that next right thing. It's really about living out of our values. So I'm curious as how we handle patterns that are uncomfortable, that trigger big reactivity. So I'm happy that we are ad- addressing this in our next episode. Yeah, you know, the, the, the next step uh, of the building blocks of awareness uh, are are the key because in our culture, as I've mentioned in other episodes, you know, it's about we're really kind of addicted to avoiding all discomfort and yet it's there. It's not going anywhere. So in order for us to be able to be with that and turn toward it, the key is that we spend time learning how to be in the sensations of our body. So the body scan, the three minute breathing space, and also the watching the thoughts uh, techniques you know, that are on the videos uh, can be very important for us to be able to anchor into our breath and the sensations of the body so that we can really learn how to turn toward these difficulties, kind of move into seeing what's really going on rather than constantly avoiding it and having it sit there, you know, just below perception, but really kind of running the show. So this experience to be able to stay with whatever arises, this is this turning toward what's showing up in the present moment um, is so key to us being true to ourselves. And the more we practice it, the less and less resistance we'll have to it so that we can be in whatever arises without avoiding, without narrowing our lives. Um, It's really, you know, even when we're disengaging from a thought pattern that's uncomfortable to go back to our breath and our body sensations, we're disengaging in order to re-engage. And this is building the muscle of awareness. Well, thank you, Dr. Jane. This is a truly important and beneficial piece for everyone to learn. I am looking forward to our next conversation for the good. I am as well, Anna. Thank you.